Hi, I'm Samira. And I'm Ubehay. And we are the, the Black, Black Ibo. So on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about college. And as you can see from the title, college ain't it. Sis. <laughs> Honestly, it's not. It isn't. And so, like, we're going to break it down into a couple of different categories. But essentially, we're just going to be covering the, just like the broader societal expectations that most of us were, like, taught from a very young age yeah. to go to college, right? Yeah. You were told from a young age that the key to success, the way to make it as an adult, the way to make it into the world, the way to be anything is by first going to college. And we're going to be challenging that idea today. But also, at the same time, we are in college, so please don't call us hypocritical. <laughs> Not only that, but... Being from an immigrant family standpoint is kind of different, and we'll go in more detail into that as well. Yeah, and like, just to start off, I want to throw some statistics your way. Ooh, we love some so, statistics. So, as of today, today that we're recording this, July 26th? Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, on So, the U.S. has about 1.52 trillion... Not million, not billion, I said trillion dollars in student loan debt. And that's from everyone. That's just across the board. Um, yeah, it's terrible. It's horrifying. You can't, like, I mean, you can't even, like, you can't even wrap that around. You can't even envision that amount of money, let alone know that in total, that's how much all of us who are currently in college and have gone through college, that's how much we owe as a collective. Um, and again, like, on average, most people graduate with $37,000 in debt. Yikes. And if that wasn't bad enough, on average, it takes about 21 years to completely pay off your student loan debt. So my whole livelihood at this moment. Yeah. That's pretty much. Fun. Like, you're not, so you graduate at, what, 22? Yep. And you're not done until you're 43? Where's the retirement money go? <laughs> like your entire youth is spent worrying to pay off your like student loan debt. Yeah, you go to school for over 18, 19 years, only to pay off all that schooling for another 21. And of course, like these figures are like for the most part on average. Exclusive to like undergrad. Yeah. Ooh. And like depending on how high you how like high of a level you choose to pursue. Like, if you want to go to med school, if you want to go to law school, if you want to go to business school, if you want to go to just, like, grad school in general, if you Mm want to pursue any form of higher level of education above undergrad, expect to pay a lot more. In the U.S. specifically, because I know in Europe, on the other hand, um, usually you don't don't pay much or at all, Mm -hmm. which gives students a lot of freedom to study what they want without worrying about livelihood because Mm -hmm. they can still have part-time jobs that can pay for their goddamn livelihood. (laughs) So I'm just here like, wow, suffering for a thing I might might or might not use. Yeah, and like, yeah, and like the two of us are both, like, as you said, we're in college, but more importantly, like, Samir and I both have student loan debt. Yeah. And, like, it it affects your sleep sometimes. <laughs> well, life. It really does because, like, I, I'll share a little bit about, like, my personal situation. But, like, I'm at a point now where 
I'm considering not living on campus mm -hmm. for, so like I'm going to be going to my junior year. I already lived on campus for the last two years. I'm reconsidering moving out of my parents' house so that I don't have to accrue any more loans. Yeah. It's, it's that terrible. Like it's really, yeah. It's just, Alhamdulillah, in my case, the amount, I, the amount I would be collecting by the end of my senior year is as much as the average, but it's still something. Mm -hmm. But really going to your financial aid office, creating those connections where they teach you the difference between the different kind of loans, mm -hmm. and really you manage your own money and only using the money that you need, not what you want, because mm -hmm. yeah, you can do all these cool spring break trips with that refund, but who's going to pay off that debt later on when you're struggling to find a job? So I think it's really important to... <laughs> I just, you know, take that shit back. <laughs> I feel personally attacked also, because... I can't say shit because... <laughs> Uh, just an FYI about this little inside joke that we're having. The <laughs> two of us went to New York this spring break <laughs> by using our loan refund checks. This is a personal drag. This is a personal drag. And both of us, wallahi. <laughs> and you know what? It's fine. We admit it, okay? Let's see. We're learning from our mistakes. God damn it. We are. But, like, we say this to say, like, the whole point of us bringing up student loan debt and, like, how that truly does negatively impact like not just your current college career but like decades after you graduate it's just like reconsidering whether or not you need you even need a college degree for whatever it is that you want to do yeah and like in this day and age where like there are I don't know what the figures are but like there are tens of thousands of more jobs job types that are available today than there were like 10 years yeah, ago. Like, all, of these, all of these like social media jobs, like mm -hmm. all of these things are new and like they're popping up mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Like every other day there's like 10 or 20 new jobs popping up. And the point is like, if you know that your job or whatever it is that you want to do doesn't necessarily need a college degree, really truly take the time to sit down and consider whether or not you even need to cash out like this yes. because... Uh, yeah, so speaking speaking on that a little bit, we're going to start with our personal experience of why we decided to go to college and kind of the pressures. So for me, I know I wanted to go to college. For me, college not even the fact of getting that job, but very low-key, kind of escaping, like, <laughs> like my house. It's pretty much, for me, college is like a way to escape and, like, figure something that's my own. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I do want a career where I go above undergrad. You know what I mean? Like, I actually like the concept of college. I love learning. I love the research. I love the whole kind of concept and the environment, like the whole dark academia vibes. You know what I mean? But <laughs> she's on Tumblr too much, by the way. Okay, no, this is her early. I was a dark academia. It's a subculture. I'll go into more like later. Tumblr subculture. Shut the, shut up. <laughs> no, but like I love learning. But the problem is how specifically at our university, how is in the sciences, it's so incredibly difficult, number one, to have a good grade. You're so focused on that good grade, you have no social life, which is part of the college experience. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't have enough energy. And you're still, like, doing those part-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all these things that come in hand. You know what I mean? But, like, honestly, like, if it wasn't, if it, I don't know, if, if it wasn't so forced, I feel like if money wasn't an issue, I would have a better time in college and I would go more willingly, mm -hmm. but I wanted college because I didn't want that degree because I'm planning to use that degree somewhat, mm -hmm. but as of the moment, <laughs> these classes are making me question 
every decision I make, I had three career changes in the past like three years of college. Like I came into here, ooh, something with engineering. Nah, I hate math, <laughs> I hate stats, frick that. I mean, I need, I need stats for my major, but still. And I was like, ooh, my school. Physics and chemistry broke me. So I was like, no, this is okay. Because my main goal was definitely the healthcare field. And with any field like that, you do need a degree. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I found like a happy medium with like clinical psych of like, hey, I don't have to pay this much money to do what I want. But also like, I don't hate these classes and I don't hate spending up all this money. Mm-hmm. So that's like a few reasons why I would go and why I went technically. So yeah, like... I think in your case, it's like you knew that early on, you knew that the career path that you wanted to go down either way required you a degree of some to get a degree of some kind. Whereas, like for people like me and a lot of a lot of people, like Mm -hmm. they don't know per se like what it is that they want to do specifically. Which is why, like I can't stress this enough. I really, if I could go back and like give myself a gap year Mm -hmm. between my graduating high school and starting college, I would have. Because that year, I could have won. I could have, like, saved up money. I could have worked Mm full-time or done something to, like, save up money so that I can um, take out less loans than I need. And second, most importantly in this case, I would have had the time to, like, actually be outside of, like, be out of school and to, like, really focus on what it is that I want to do, figuring that out, mapping that out. Yeah. So that I would have gone into college with a plan. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first two years of my college career, I did not declare a major. I was undecided for, like, the entirety of my freshman year. And then up until, like, the week before finals, yeah. sophomore year, like, spring finals, so the end of the school year. And, like, I was just, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, like... I honestly wish, and I spent, like, so much money on, like, generals. Which you could have done at, like, community college. Which everybody, everybody who's in college, you all know generals is BS. Like, it's just a waste of time. Like, I understand yeah. the, con- the concept. concept behind it. It's like, we want you to be a more well-rounded person. Well, if it costs me, what is it, like, 20-ish thousand dollars a year? If it costs me $40,000... To be a more well-rounded person? I don't want it. I don't want it. You can take that back. You can. Honestly, a lot of people do, like, community college with their generals with less money Mm -hmm. and easier time. Because even the generals at our university, because it is a university, Mm -hmm. it's still incredibly hard for no goddamn reason. I get a university. I got got a reputation. But, like, don't kill my vibe, bro. (laughs) Yeah, and, like... Let's not even get into the classism and the hierarchies between, uh, like, yeah. community colleges mm-hmm. and universities. Because yeah. that's a whole other I fell thing into itself. that. And, like, we're from Minneapolis. And anyone who's listening to this podcast who's from Minneapolis, you know the two, the one community college that I'm referring to that always gets shat on. And oh, you know the yep. one university blown our face. that, not going to name it. But everyone knows that it's overhyped. And mm-hmm. it's like, at the same time, we like those of us who, like Samir and I, like, you and I went straight into a four-year university straight oh, yeah. after graduating high school. And like we could have, like just knowing now, if we knew then what we know now, yeah. I honestly would have gone to community college 
and like not stuck my nose up at everything because that's what I was taught. Yeah, I think do. yeah, I think my problem also was the fact that I thought like the the fact that I changed my career plans so much. Like quotations there, but like I feel like community college may have either maybe continued this pathway mm-hmm. or maybe have changed it sooner. Like you don't know what could have happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why honestly I tell a lot of people like, hey, if you really are into this major, instead of like messing up your GPA the first two years and then changing it later on, maybe do all your generals and like what you need in mm-hmm. the other college and then come back a hundred percent sure yeah. or that you're confident that you want to follow this pursuit. Yeah. And if you don't think college is for you, two years is a good amount of time to, hey, I at least got my GEDs out of the way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can continue on work life or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like, it's just like, even with your two years at a community college, you're going to graduate with an associate. Yeah. And it's like the, just the idea, like this whole thing that we've like created, like this, this idea that if you don't go to college right after high school, you're a failure. Or if you don't go yep. to a university, regardless of, like, how good your university actually is, you're also a feeling. It's just, it makes, it blows my mind. Like, we just want to put this out there just to let people know who, like, if you're fortunate enough to be listening to this before, like, you've graduated high school, or if you're thinking about going to college at some point and you haven't done so yet, Truly, truly, truly take the time to look, really, truly look into what it is that you want to do. Um, decide whether or not it needs a college degree mm-hmm. so that you could save a lot of money. And if you figure out that it does, then get all of your generals done at a community college so that you can save money, like I said. And your grades. And, and also GPA as well. And then when you're fully certain, when you've done the generals at the... Um, community college and you've probably dabbled in like the major that you were thinking considering Mm -hmm. doing at the university and you're truly sure of what it is you want to do then pursue it yeah don't waste your time and your money like the rest of us are doing for nothing yeah pretty much and i think what's even worse is that in an immigrant family as the Somali community we definitely push us hard specifically university Mm -hmm. and like not most Somalians, but a lot of, like, brown families or, like, immigrant families. Like, you got to be a doctor. You got to do all these extra things. And I think it's specifically push on harder on the females, whether we believe it or not. Because when I look even at the university we go to now, I don't see a lot of Somali guys. Mm-hmm. It's mostly Somali girls, like, doing, like, C- like doing like biology, med school, physiology, all these intense things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even, like, sociology, like, all these intense, like, studies and the few guys I do are I mean do the same thing but like I'm just wondering I wonder what us girls are thinking with this kind of pressure on us to go to a university and like literally a year after you graduate okay it's time to you to find your husband you know like <laughs> god damn like what the hell like it's just it's, it's just so annoying bro it truly does feel like a never-ending rat race yeah like you're always competing with someone yeah I mean like and like as you mentioned, like, as a Somali person, I feel like with this is a common trend for a lot of, like, black and brown yeah. communities. Um, First-generation students, specifically. Even it's Asians, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like you, especially as, like, a woman, mm-hmm. in our case, we're Muslim women. So it's like, I know within the Somali community, there are, like, certain careers that are, like, revered. Yep. Medicine uh-huh. is, like, Healthcare. the big one yeah. for Somali girl, women. 
Like, that's nurses, end all, be all. Like, obviously, if you can get to, like, the doctoral status, that's the best. But, like, Mm -hmm. even, like, CNAs, nurse, like, all of that is just, it just seems like that's the one career path. And I'm not knocking, like, if you genuinely Mm -hmm. want to be in medicine as a Somali girl, a Somali woman, by all means, go for it. But understand Mm -hmm. that, like, for the, for the, the rest of us that don't, it's like we're constantly being questioned. Like I remember once, like um, a couple of months ago, actually, I met one of my uncles for the first time. Uh, okay. I, okay, I told you about this, but like yeah. he said, so he like asked me, he was like, oh, like, so what are you studying in school? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm studying both sociology and business and marketing. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you he stuck up his nose and like, gave me the biggest side eye I've ever seen. He literally was like, yeah. which means, why even bother with that? Yeah. What do you need that for? Yeah. Just go and be a doctor. Go mm-hmm. and be a nurse. Go yeah. study medicine. Yeah. And like, one, who the hell are you to tell me that? I've, I've just met you. Didn't know you my entire life. And you look but up. second, it just... <laughs> And but second, it like really truly does solidify in me the idea that or just the knowledge that unless you are a doctor mm-hmm. in the medical field as a Somali woman, you're always going to be you're, you're always going to be questioned. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be like viewed as as not successful. Yeah. Cuz in my case, usually you think I would get the compliments because I'm like very that base, but at the same time they're kind of hypocritical in a way because being at med school is like, you're not done with medical training until you're like your 30s. Mm-hmm. And they want you to get married in your 20s. So are you going to be focused more on that family relationship and having kids and all that? Or are you going to focus on med school? Like, choose and pick. Oh, so number two, even when I say clinical psychology, of course, I'll talk about this later, about how the community feels about mental health and that kind of study. Oh, yeah. But they're really like, why are you doing such an obscure thing? Like, mm-hmm. we got religion. Like, why would we need that? You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah, but if you look at your own mothers, you would you would think otherwise. You know what I mean? It's just... Also, the issue with a lot of Somali parents have is comparing their children to other children, like, mm-hmm. to other parents, usually, like, their friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, you feel guilty because, like, this is my choice. Like, I don't want this other girl feeling pressured by what I do and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Also, we're different individuals, like... Sure, what you think they might be doing isn't what you consider successful, but you don't know how they're going to end up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just hate parents push this competitive side, competitive sides of each other when we really honestly don't need to. If there's one, like, community within, like, the Somali community mm-hmm. that I, like, truly feel for, it's Somali creatives. Oh, yeah. I, like... I genuinely don't know. I <laughs> compliment you and admire you. Mm-hmm. Somali parents are like looking at us sideways for having or wanting or aspiring to having like quote unquote traditional jobs. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. At least when I tell my mom, I'm like, oh, like I want to have my own business. Mm-hmm. At least she is familiar. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. She is familiar with, with the that. concept. But if you say something like, Oh, I want to be a like yes, a film creator. Mm-hmm. I want to be a cinematographer. I want to like work in mo- like whatever it is. I want to be on social. I want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be all of these things. 
my God, like Ooh. you, <laughs> I can't even imagine like the conversations that are had within your parents yeah. when you like tell them. Like, yeah, I remember my mom telling me like a few, actually a few days ago about apparently something about the small community here in Minnesota. We're very close and apparently everyone knows everyone. So in my mom's case, she actually like has met Halim Ab and like the supermodel. Like she met like her mom, whatever, back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's even a video out there. I don't know if there's a video out there. I'm not really sure. About, like, even her mom was kind of, even though her, her daughter has, like, all these modeling opportunities and all these business, like, yeah. these fashion businesses, her mom was nervous at first. She was just, like, I'm so, like, cautious of what could happen, you mm-hmm. know, like, with the familiarity and, like, also, like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, honestly, it's having that conversation with your parents and giving them some type of assurance, like, tell them your plan, like, make them involved because the more involved they are, mm-hmm. I feel like with a lot of communication, I think something can go. It's not the case for everyone, but I think it's always good to try and know that you tried, mm-hmm. to not say anything at all, and lear- learning later on that your mom could have been your support. She could have helped you with those rough times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, with a lot of Somali parents, especially, like, with career paths that are less, like, that are, like, more off the beaten road, mm-hmm. It's like they they can't they don't register the accolades they don't mm-hmm. see the accomplishments they don't see the inherent value in it because to them like especially with a lot of us our parents fled Somalia mm-hmm. like whether it was like by choice and like you know mm-hmm. try coming to the U S for like more opportunities or because of the civil, civil war. war yep. Either way, like, your parents ended up here mm-hmm. seeking better opportunities mm-hmm. for not only themselves, but for you. And it's, it's like, kids, yeah. whenever I have, like, these tough conversations with my mom, it's like, I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. I always have to remember that. It's like, yeah. whenever I feel like she doesn't understand me mm-hmm. or she isn't in my corner and she isn't supporting me, I always have to remind myself, like, this is uncharted territories for her. And yeah. Like, being someone who fled a civil war, that's not a comfortable place to be in. Yeah. And, like, unless, so, like, I'm more, at, I'm at a place now where it's, like, I can't tell her the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I have to show her. Yeah. Act, I actually have to, like, do it. We're going to have, we're going to talk more about this in the next episode, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little bit about that. And also, I want you guys also to remember that, Sometimes, even if you do get a degree that you enjoy, mm-hmm. something might happen in the future where you know might not even use that degree anymore. Like your career is the total opposite. For example, like Shaq O'Neal. Apparently, he has an English. What did you call him? Shaq. Shaq. Am I saying it wrong? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh God! Please don't drag me. You're gonna drag me. It's fine. It's not my first time. Anyway, listen. English is hard. Okay. But. <laughs> Apparently, he was an English major. <laughs> and, like, he's not doing, he's not even technically using his degree. I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the most extreme of examples. But, like, bottom line is, it's, like, in the 60th percentile, like, of people who actually end up using their degrees. Like, yeah. It's, fact of the matter is, like, a degree, unless it's for, like, a specialized mm-hmm. field, like, yeah. if you're trying to, be a vet- veterinarian, if you're trying to be in law, like, all of those things that like, you obviously need. Yeah. Specific degrees for those careers, but everything else, like... Yeah, I always feel like it's more important to gain don't. the skills that you might need mm-hmm. in case your career changes. Mm-hmm. And also, 
quick little backtrack. Um, my high school did not prepare me for this, for college, okay? Like, you, I thought they did. And I came here, I was like, oh, never mind. Because I feel like, because I also visit other high schools that, like, the, the class is different. Mm -hmm. Like, they're above, you know, like, we're from the urban city. And <coughs> Southwest. Like, <coughs> <coughs> oh, and Dinah. But, anyway. Excuse and they have all these, like, private tutors and all these, like, crazy, like, programs in their high school to prepare them. Mm -hmm. And you go to this, and then... When you put us and them in one college, one university, taking the same classes, you're out here struggling, getting the barely get the concept in. See, the person next to you do it very easily and like pass with flying colors, which just fucks you up like mentally. Like you're just like, am I really this stupid this whole time? Mm -hmm. Like I never learned what failure was till I got to college. Like I never had an F on my test till I came to college. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that messes you up so many ways. And, like, that also isn't talked about as much because, like, being kid, being, like, first-generation immigrants who went to inner-city high schools yeah. that were predominantly um, filled with students of color, like, you don't have much resources to go around. Mm -mm. There are never enough textbooks. There are never enough computers. Forget extracurricular classes. Like classes, like mm. we could barely get nutritious lunches in our cafeterias. Mm. So it's like coming from that kind of environment mm -hmm. into a very, very affluent yeah. university. Not, yeah, naturally you're going to, and I think this is like one of the things I want to talk about. But like comparison, like you just feel so out of place. Yeah, you feel. In a way, like, one, like, you feel dirt poor. <laughs> um, Ooh, like, and it's, it's not even like a, oh, like, I can't go on random shopping sprees with my friends who, like, haven't worked a day in their lives and run around with their dad's credit cards. I have a story not, about that. We're not going to drag anybody today. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to do that. I still talk to her. It's I not even doing stuff that. like that. It's, like, the everyday things, like, realizing, oh, you know, like, the only food that I can get is, dining hall food mm -hmm. I like I can't I'm struggling to afford textbooks for the mm -hmm. semester Why is I'm struggling with transportation like oh no I'm on my own for the first time and I'm sick and I can't afford to buy medicine like it's real life things that like you struggle with whereas the people around you yeah. especially if you live in like a dorm they don't you see their rooms you're like wow that's some fancy you know rooms. and like even those, to the small details like how how well people can, like, design their rooms. Like, that shit's expensive. That, it is! I didn't put up a single, like, piece of decor on my walls my entire... I, I remember. I've been to your room. I didn't. That shit was depressing. Like, <laughs> it, it really was. But the reality is, like, that that wasn't what I was there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's what, it is what it is. But, like, yeah, just, like, feeling like, like you're not good enough, feeling like you're not smart enough, mm -hmm. feeling coming from an environment where, like, you had no time to, like, adjust into it, mm -hmm. that messes really, you. It does. Not only that, people, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, there's, like, committee-based groups. So, yeah, there is, like a, as a, like, a small student association or whatever. But you have to remember, a lot of um, the small are not all from one school. We are spread out from Minneapolis, St. Paul, from, like, the suburban areas. And you can tell <laughs> which person came from where, 
Because, like, even when you try to tell your own struggles about, like, a class or whatever, they might not relate. And that's just real tea. So, like, at the end of the day, you kind of low-key got yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure you have your morals and values in place. Yeah. And have to make some sacrifices. I mean, I could really go out. Or I could study because I need that extra hour or two reviewing myself before an exam. And that sometimes is a hard choice. But if you really do make, like, good friends where they understand, not only understand, but try to, like, help and get involved, mm-hmm. I think that's a really, like, good relationship that you can definitely culture on, I guess. Yeah, and it's just, like, finding, of course, like, finding your tribe, it's not going to be easy. And, no, like, it's not. I'm not even, I'm going to be honest with you, like, my <laughs> freshman year, <laughs> my freshman year, I did not go out of my bubble. I didn't step out. I didn't branch out. I didn't feel like I needed to. Well, one, like, I guess with me, I've always had, like, the safety blanket of my family. <laughs> and when I got to the U, there were, like, I, I started my freshman year with my cousin Hayat. Saadia was a sophomore. And then I've known Samira for a long time. So I had her, I had her in my corner as well. And, like, my cousin Wan was also here. Like, I had people here. So I feel like... Mm-hmm. That transition was... I, I didn't really feel like I needed to go out of my way. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm i going to be honest. I kind of regret that now because really? it's, like... I don't... Well, I shouldn't say I regret it, but, like, I feel... I genuinely feel like... Take more advantage of it? I Yeah. I feel like one of the biggest tools, one of the biggest benefits, I would say, to college is the proximity mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. Like, you can find students faculty, like random people in the community, you can connect with people so easily here. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that can like help you level up in your career or like get you access to like anything, it's people. Like that's what, that's what college truly is for. Aside from the piece of paper that you like get a degree on, tack onto your wall and have, collect dust (laughs) for the next 20 years. But like, it's the people that you meet. That's what makes your experience rich. And I feel like I kind of wasted mm-hmm. a, a really good opportunity, but, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a new year. You're also by yourself, to be honest. Because yeah. in my case, before, I became, before it became easy for me to interact with people, I had the idea of pushing me to every event that was there. Like, <laughs> honestly, without her, wallahi, I would not be able to talk to people as easily because she literally was like, ah, we're going to push, we're going to try new things. So she was literally like, we would just do random, like, dates of, like, going out, talking to people in our dorms our freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to her because because of that, I was able to make connections with other girls mm-hmm. beside the Asghar family. You know what I mean? <laughs> My sophomore year, just, like, having a conversation and, like, having things to, like, um, like I guess, compare and things to, like, talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, they might not be as close as to my like to my friends now, but I'm still grateful for that relationship because they made college more interesting and made me kind of get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I still have anxiety of like meeting new people and being in big crowds, but I'm slowly learning and kind of fake until I make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what the main point of what we're trying to say is that college it, college is what you make it. Yeah. You know, like if you come in with absolutely no direction as to where you're going to go, expect to have your money wasted. If you choose to stay in your shell and not network with other people, expect to not make any friends. Like, the, the 
point is, like, you have to put yourself in a position where you're gonna be help. You're gonna be helping your future self. Yeah. Like, if you know that you can't afford college, if you won, don't have have absolutely no idea what you want to do. Do not get your ass to college straight out of high school. Don't do it. Do not do it. I don't care how much they push you because do at the end of the day, it's not you. Not do it because you're just going to waste your money you're, and your time, mm-hmm. and it's. And, like, another thing is, like, people rely so damn heavily on these advisors. Can we talk about that? Like, you get to college, and they push this narrative that, oh, Oh my God, God. like, your your advisor is going to help you with everything. They're going to be here every step of the way for the next four years. Nope. That's wrong. Literally, my first year, they messed me up. Literally, after that, I did my own research, Mm -hmm. and I only went to them just for them to be like, okay, approved. You know what I mean? That's literally, I went for approval. Like, other than that, I did my own goddamn research. And, like, right now I'm helping, like, your cousin, like, Efra, with, like, her. Because she wants to do a very STEM-heavy field. And I'm helping her because I don't trust these people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to mess her over. And that can crush your dreams. Like, it crushed mine. So, you know, <laughs> that's the and, thing. And just to use Efra as an example, we, we actually you. did it. We love you, girl. But <laughs> we actually did it. touch on this. But, like, she is going to be a freshman in college in the upcoming school year. But... She had an idea of what she wants to, mm-hmm. like, she's, major in. She's physics. more like me, yeah. Yeah, like, she had an idea. But what she did that the two of us didn't do is go on, is spend the summer before her college, like, her first year of college, yeah. with a physics internship. Yeah. So she's getting hands-on experience. She's learning about the career field. She is immersed in it. Yeah. So that she'll know, so that she, so that by the time she's done, she'll know whether or not this is something she wants to pursue. Yeah. And on top of that, mm-hmm. she's going to a community college yeah. come fall semester. So she's going to get all of her generals knocked out yeah. and not spend Shall an I'll, arm and a mm-hmm. leg and, like, a kidney at yeah. this point because shit's done expensive. Yeah. Though. And, you know, like, she's setting herself up for success. And it's like, I wish things like that were pushed. I wish people knew. Mm-hmm. Her mom had a great deal in that, which I'm really grateful yeah, for. Yeah, Anissa, Anissa, you're a real one. Yeah, because like, our parents, like Sally, they can't help because they haven't been through that process. Mm-hmm. And if you're in my case, or even your case, when you're like one of the older kids, you're just like, mm-hmm, guess we're going to guess and play around and yeah. see what happens. Like in my case, I did have an engineering internship, which is the main reason why I decided not to do engineering. But, but that I, was during college, that was, right? Yeah, but also, it was during college. Yeah. Not only that, um, I didn't... Do I didn't realize how much I didn't want to do mess. Even with the med- whole med school thing, it wasn't even the environment. It was just these classes are so like these classes makes me realize I don't want to struggle to enjoy what I love. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think a lot of people don't talk about that as much. Yeah, and like fact of the matter is just like making informed decisions, and you know just like making sure that you are making the right choice for you and for nobody else. Because the reality is, you're the one who's going to be stuck with this debt. Yeah. And you're the one who's going to have to pay it off. Mm-hmm. And, like, to just hear this from someone who is in this position right now. Both of us. <laughs> yeah, people who are in this position who now have debt. Now, alhamdulillah, thank you, God, we don't have the average $37,000. Yeah. We have nowhere near that. Yeah. But just knowing that we have put ourselves in debt either way, we never needed to in the first place, it's a tough lesson to learn. But 
we learned it. We did. And moving forward, <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of my days running around telling everybody, don't go to college, don't take out loans. If you can't, <laughs> like, don't live on campus if you can't afford it. Like, I know you want to get out of your mama's house. Yeah. But at the same time... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also, like, some people really need to leave their parents' house to self-discover and get out of a toxic environment. But, like, but in general, true. But in general, but yeah. In, but in general, like, if it's not if that bad. Anything, if anything, I would recommend, like, if you really, obviously, like, in our cases, we needed to yeah. get out of our parents' house. And we're going to touch on this in next week's episode. But, like, I would have probably gotten into, I would have actually gotten my own apartment shared with somebody and like uh, paid monthly rent that okay. I can afford yeah. because I have a job that pays me so that I'm not out here. So I'm paying for what I'm using right then and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, right. I know a lot of people who've done that as well. And like that obviously like saves them thousands in the end, you know, mm-hmm. but bottom line is be smart, do your research. Please do your research. And... <laughs> Don't end up like, okay, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm doing better now, but it took a good three years before I got it's better. Like, it's like... Actually, I lied. I'm still going through that process. It's fine. I'll let you know when I graduate. Oof. Every <laughs> time I open up Credit Karma and I, like, Ew. look at <laughs> how much I owe, I want to cry. Yeah. Oof. And it's not, like, student loan debt is one thing, but, like, credit card debt, oof. See, that's the thing. I'm going to wait till that later That is a on. problem that you don't have, but I do. We're not going to get into that today. That's another situation. But I think with that, we can wrap up this episode. Yeah. Um, just a little sneak peek as to what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, we're going to be talking about toxic... Well, we didn't really word this correctly yet, but like... I think... Toxic, like... Toxic environments. Environments. Via family and community. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were probably... We don't know if we want to like split up the um, family and differences, yeah, like like, what's it like? What's it? What it's like growing up in a toxic familial em- environment mm-hmm. and dealing with a like like just toxic social friendships yeah. and relationships in general, and like I know like t- the word toxic is like such a buzzword, yeah, but like we we're, let you we're know not what that means. we're not in this. It's not going to be an episode to like bash our families, yeah, bash our friends. It's nothing like that. It's just. Kind of addressing... A lot of issues that happen in a lot of Somali families. A lot of things that, yeah, Somali kids go through. But also, like, the differences, the challenges that we've gone through in growing up, like, in a Somali household with Somali traditions, but also with, like, in an American... Mindset, almost? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, there's, like, a lot of clashing, a lot of butting heads that happens. And, like, we just want to unravel and uncover all of those things. And... Pretty much <laughs> suffer with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not suffer, but going through the healing process. Yeah, and like just like how we. I, w- I don't want to say oh have overcome because the reality is we're still <laughs> we're still dealing with these things. Yeah. But it's getting better. Yeah. How much we've grown. Yeah. Yeah, and like how like and you know like I just want to give a little hint, a little preview as to what we're gonna talk about next week, but like. Certain things that we've just come to, I don't want to say accept, but, like, recognize as yeah. something that's always going to be there and yeah. a challenge that we're always going to have mm-hmm. in our families, but kind of, like, 
accepting that and still letting the pain like reside and just like yeah understanding looking at it for what it is yeah. instead of like internalizing it and being like oh my god my mom my mom doesn't understand me yeah we're we very clear understand what our parents go through yeah but at the same time i think it starts with us changing that kind of behaviors and mindset yeah yeah so with that well be back next next week, week. Yep. if you haven't already follow us on instagram yeah. at the black Eva. Uh, same Twitter with Twitter. It's the Black Eva as well, even though we're way more active on Instagram. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, really anything that you want to share with us, maybe even some thoughts that you have about what we just talked about, um, send us an email at theblackidol at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a computer that runs it. It's the two of us. I can't afford that. So, <laughs> so yeah, just hit us up. And with that, we can see y'all later. Bye!